All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Brought to you by IIFL Securities, India's leading broking firm. Good morning. Over the next few minutes, we'll tell you everything that you need to know to stay ahead of the curve today. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the daily morning update from Bloomberg Quint. Today is the 17th of January. UK Prime Minister Theresa May survived an attempt to remove her government from power and immediately opened talks with rival political parties in an attempt to break the Brexit deadlock. Time is now running out to reach her deal. The Prime Minister fought off the threat of a national election and won the right to continue running the country when the House of Commons voted 325 to 306 against a motion of no confidence in her administration. The pound edged higher. Meanwhile, the EU is likely to approve any UK request to extend the Article 50 negotiation period beyond the 29th of March and the extension could go well beyond the first sitting of a newly elected European Parliament at the start of July. That's a Bloomberg report that quotes three diplomats, one of whom said that September was a possible new deadline. In other international news, the People's Bank of China has been quietly guiding interbank borrowing costs down without actually cutting official interest rates, with the latest move a record one-day injection of cash into the market. The central bank pumped in a net of 560 billion yuan, that's $83 billion, into the financial system yesterday, the biggest open market operation on record. While that action was mostly aimed at addressing a funding shortage ahead of the Chinese New Year, it also speaks to a policy priority for the PBOC, providing cheaper funding to banks to allow them to lend to companies at lower rates. In news back home, the RBI has eased foreign borrowing norms, allowing a wider set of end-users to tap overseas markets for loans. It expanded the definition of beneficiaries eligible for external commercial borrowing to include all entities that can receive foreign direct investment. State Bank of India has put on sale its loans to SR Steel worth 15,431 crore as per information on its auction website. The sale is open for asset reconstruction companies, non-banking finance companies, banks and financial institutions. The government eased the procedure for startups to seek income tax exemption on investments from angel funds as part of efforts to address concerns of budding entrepreneurs. Larsen and Tubro's 9,000 crore rupee share buyback, which the Construction Majors Board had approved in August last year, awaits approval from the market regulator, according to two bankers in the norm. And finally, the government has said that Infosys will develop the next-generation income tax filing system for 4,242 crore rupees, which will cut down the processing time for returns from 63 days to one day and expedite refunds. In international markets, US stocks ended with gains with the S&P 500 and Nasdaq climbing 0.2% each and the Dow rising 0.6%. The early rises in Asia are also trading strong this morning. The Australian benchmark was higher by 0.3% while the Kospi and Nikkei were up close to half a percent last I checked. With that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Agam, how are we looking today? Good morning Alex and good morning listeners. Major Indian equity indices moved in a very narrow range yesterday, but taking into account global queues today, if the SGX Nifty futures were anything to go by, we're likely to open higher. What are we watching today? Well, firstly, very big earnings. 
Hindustan Unilever, which is expected to report double digits volumes growth for the fifth straight quarter today. Reliance Industries is the other heavyweight, but we're likely to see muted cues from its energy business. Its telecom and retail business, however, is expected to lift earnings. In terms of earnings coming through post-market hours yesterday, we had IT major Mindtree, which posted earnings in line with consensus expectations with revenues rising 1.8% sequentially. Net profit, however, declined by as much as 7.3% quarter on quarter. Motilal Oswal Financial Services, however, did see a considerably weak quarter with revenues declining 20% year-on-year and profits declining 86% at around 40 crores. In a development from the IT sector, Bering PE Asia is looking to buy stake in NIT Technologies in a deal worth 8,000 to 10,000 crores, reports Mint. It further says that the post-acquisition Bering PE Asia could merge NIT with Hexaware, a company it already owns. In bulk deals, we have Indusin Bank, which has also sold 1% stake in Lille Electricals at 51.3 rupees per share. Now, these are just some of the stocks that could be in focus in today's day of trade. But for more, don't forget to go through our morning edition of All You Need to Know on BloombergQuint.com. Thanks, Agam. But that's all we have for you on this podcast. But there's a lot more on the website, BloombergQuint.com. So do check it out. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.